hope I can get all this in in 30 minutes. You done scared me to death. I was in the trap door. Go ahead and turn your Bibles, if you will, to Galatians chapter 1. I have been given the subject, Legalism and Truth, and I was at my church for 23 years, and I didn't have to worry about such a thing. Small church. So tonight I want to just be as... I'm a simpleton, I guess, in a lot of ways. I'm not very big on big words. But I believe in the grace of God and salvation completely. I want to thank the Landmark Baptist Church and your pastor who's telling stories on me. Not bad stories, but him and Brother Newell kind of been laughing about it. But that's okay. I want to tell you something really quick. I want to try to get this in because it kept coming to my mind. I went to church one Sunday morning, and I was all spiffed up. And After church was over, my wife was sick, thank goodness. She just took care of me if she was with me. But There's a country store, by the way, and I stopped. I wanted an L8, matter of fact. And I stopped in there, and I got out of the truck, and I smelt an odor. And I said, what in the world is that stinking? And I went in the store and got mail late, and I got to the door, and the wind was blowing, and it blew right up, and it was me. I looked good. My hair was fixed. I had my suit on and my tie. Yeah. And it was bad. Say, what's it got to do with legalism? Spiritually speaking, we need to be careful who we lie with. They may look good, but they may be rotten to the core. If you get Christ wrong, you've got it all wrong. Legalism in Christian theology today is the act of putting a law or putting law above gospel established by establishing requirements for salvation beyond repentance and faith in Jesus Christ. Simple term. Paul had planted several churches in Galatia, and he had heard that there was, I call it, corruption in them. Some false teachers had went in and seduced These churches, it says some churches, but I think for the most part he's addressing all the churches of Galatia. And Paul loved these people. And they had been lied to. They had lied about Paul. 
They went around telling stories that he wasn't an apostle and so on and so forth. And they followed Paul, matter of fact, stirring up trouble. I don't know if you all have noticed, but in the Bible, in most of the epistles, there was a fight. And the fight is still going on today. And it can slip into our churches that quick. It can come in all kinds of forms. The people we love, our families, physically, in the flesh that we love. We gotta be careful. Well, they're my family. No, if they're wrong, they're wrong. When it comes to Christ. He says in Galatians, go there with me if you will, and we'll read chapter 1, verse 2. And he says, and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of Galatia, grace be unto you. So he's talking to all these folks as I am speaking to you tonight. God the Father, grace be unto you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Here's what Paul, what, what really come out to me. Paul fought this fight continually, constantly. In Acts 15, 1 and 8, the same story. There in Jerusalem, they said, you must be circumcised to be saved. You must be baptized to be saved. It goes on and on and on. And people believe, genuinely believe, even in Baptist churches, and I have some illustrations to show you that they believe salvation comes from them. That's legalism. Now listen, we need to be careful as the Lord's churches not to set up legalism in our churches either. Brother, don't you do that, because if you do, so what if he does? He'll still be saved, but he shouldn't want to. Amen? I don't want to do the things I used to do. I've been saved since I was a young child, so I know it was the grace of God that saved me. You say, how do you know that, Brother Mark? Because I believe that I'm the only one out of the 14 children that know who Christ is. And it started when I was at a very young age. The moving of God's Holy Spirit. I love you all. You know why? Those of you that know Christ, because I love Christ. Brother, good message too. We need that. We need to know who's to be glorified in our churches. And if I have a body odor, you better love me because Christ is still in my heart. Amen. Sometimes we get our priorities all wrong. This is pretty spiffy, isn't it? My wife did a good job, but it doesn't matter. But it looks good. No, don't talk. Come on. No, no. Look like shrimp. Nothing wrong with a little humor, but this is serious business. If we get Christ wrong in the true love that He gives us by saving us, we've got it all wrong. I've had to learn to love. The battle's never over, is it? Well, if I don't get going, I'm not going to get done. Paul said, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. We're all movable if we're not careful. We're in the flesh. If we don't hold to Christ as he holds us, we'll fail him. And 
in verse 9, he says, and we, and I can't, I'd like to read the, preach the whole chapter to you. But we can't do that. We've got 30 minutes, right? As, as it says in verse 9 of Galatians 1, as we said before, so I say, I say now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that, than that ye have received, let him be accursed. And Paul said, listen to me, for I do not, do I now, I'm sorry, for do I now persuade or, or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. A lot of the old school Bible-believing sovereign grace preachers are falling away from the truth because they want their churches physically bigger. But that's flesh. And it's easy to be led into that, isn't it? Small churches. We all go to small churches for the most part. But if we don't have love, the love of Christ, we don't have anything. And then he goes on to say, he actually calls the Galatians, he says again, um, over in, over in chapter 3, he calls them foolish. He said, verse 1, chapter 3 of Galatians. I have a lot of scripture, so if you can't get there, just try. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before those whose eyes Jesus Christ hath evidently set forth and crucified among you? And then down in verse 3, are ye so foolish? Paul was upset. Because they were trying to destroy the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus is all we need. He brought me from death unto life. It wasn't quite as dramatic as Lazarus, but that's what he did to all of us that know Christ as our Lord and Savior. It's what he did to all of us. In Galatians 5, 6, it says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. There it is again. I told a young man the other day, I said, we were talking, I said, I love this brethren and I love this brother. I said, you know why I love you? Because you have the Spirit of Christ. And there in Romans it says, if we don't have the Spirit of Christ, we're not His. This conference is about bringing glory to God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Right? Can't do it with a lie. It doesn't work. Fleshes get weary. We get tore down. We get tattered. We get heartbroken. Where do we go? We go to Calvary. We go to the cross. We go to our Savior and pray and ask Him for strength and courage and guidance. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you for goodness sakes. Hold Him to it. He wants us to. That's faith. That's faith. It gets, it gets tough in this life. Galatians 5, 7 says, And you did run well. Who did hinder you that ye should not obey the truth? You got a bullseye on you. You got a bullseye on you if you're a child of God. 
just like all these churches of Galatia. What happened, Paul said? He said, this persuasion cometh not of him, uh, Galatians 5, 8, not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Got some illustrations I want to tell you. This is how the world is going. Been going this way for quite some time. Had a deacon from a Baptist church in my yard one day. I got plenty of time. He come up there. We were talking about the church and the Lord and this and that. He said, "You know," said my wife knows the story because I just can't believe people can be this ignorant and call themselves Christians. This is what he said. He's a deacon, a Baptist deacon, ordained Baptist deacon in the Baptist church. I hope that I can do enough to get to heaven, but if I can't, I hope I get somebody else there. Legalism. Taught in Baptist churches. I'm not done. I talked to two people in Baptist churches that said Paul was not right in the head. heard it twice. Paul was taught of Christ. I looked at him and said, what's wrong with you? They don't know who Christ is. That's the problem. They've never been moved by the Holy Spirit of God from death unto life in Christ Jesus. to another Baptist the other day. He said, I'm pretty good to the old lady down the street. I do all kinds of good deeds. Legalism. It's everywhere in the religions of today except the people that know that God is sovereign and Jesus saves. Weekend was coming up at work. A young man I know come to me. I was preaching expository. In Romans 8, or actually the whole book of Romans, and I was, he said, what are you preaching this weekend, brother? Me and him talk a lot. He's got a lot of knowledge of truth. I said, well, right now I'm in Romans chapter 8. You all know about Romans chapter 8. He said, what are you going to do with that? <laughs> That's the day we're living. Listen. Most churches don't throw it in the God. They, they might as well because they don't believe any of it. Do they believe themselves to be able to save themselves? They're, 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 they're ignorant. They've never been shown by the Holy Spirit of God. That's what this church is about, right? The truth. That's what our churches are about is the truth. And only God reveals that truth. This, this gentleman wanted me to, he thought I was going to hold it back. It's God's Word. It's not mine. He called me to preach it, for goodness sake. As He did all you men that have been called to preach. Preach the Word of God. Well, you can say a lot in 30 minutes. It needs to be said. We need to be warned. 
all sinners. Ain't none of us perfect in here. I hugged several people when I come in. If I had an odor, would y'all not love me? When I hugged you, that'd be bad, wouldn't it? It could happen. Now, don't everybody start smelling your armpits, okay? Don't get conscious about it. It's okay if you do. I still love you in the Lord. 2 Corinthians 11.13 warns us also. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. There's a lot of people out there surely stinking because they don't know the truth. Spiritually speaking. They don't, and another thing, they don't want to know the truth. And again, he says, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 14, it says, Be not tossed to and fro. There's nothing no worse to see people that sit in good sound churches that flip-flop all over the place. It wears me out. We had people at a church I used to go to, a, a, a treasurer, they prayed, they sang, and all of a sudden they just, they just it, was, it was over. Never did know Christ. I'll tell you what will get rid of people like that in your church, preaching the truth. You say, you want to get rid of people in your church? No. If you love the Lord, you'll be here. If you love the truth of the Word of God, you'll know that God saved you through His beloved Son, Jesus Christ. I love to come to church. I love to be around God's people that are true. It's a heart thing for me. It feels good. Therefore, Colossians Second, I'm sorry, Second Corinthians eleven fifteen. Therefore, it is no great thing if, his, if, if, if his minister also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Preachers, God's people need to be filled with the word of truth. Can't never preach enough Christ. Can't do it. Sometimes we get all caught up in some of the things and the problems. Preach Christ, the true love of Christ. He'll straighten them up. He'll straighten them up. Y'all hear that? Everything that we do that is spiritually right in the sight of God is because of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Nothing of the flesh is why we are spiritual people. Nothing! Galatians 5.1 Paul is at the end, not quite the end, but of the chapter of Galatians. And he says in Galatians 5.1, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage, the law. The law is God's word, and we need to obey it. But not for salvation. The Jews couldn't do it. 
Y'all remember the story of Nehemiah and Ezra the scribe when they stood up on a platform and read the law? They cried for the Word of God. We ought to come to our churches and hunger and thirst after it. This is the truth of it. Seeing not from the indwelling of it, or nor from the temptation of it. I get, I get sick of myself sometimes in this flesh. And I'll say, Lord, why don't you just take me home? But He ain't going to take me until He's ready. I get sick of this flesh. That's all it is, folks. I'll remind you again, and I did last year, you cannot worship God except in spirit and truth. Ceremonial laws... Circumcision, sacrifice, feast days, Sabbath days, all that will not save you. Moral laws will not save you. Christ has given us a free use of the gospel ordinances. We are God's people, for goodness sake. We are the spiritual body of Christ on this earth. You know where people ought to see Christ at? In this church. In all of our churches. Not our noses up in the air. Christ died on Calvary's cross. Not how we look or how we smell or how torn up or tattered we are or beaten. Christ died for every soul that's ever been saved. Christ died for it. And if they're not saved, He didn't die for it. I might have said that wrong. Do you understand what I'm saying? Behold, Galatians 5.2, Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if any be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. My prayer is that all of you hunger for God's beloved Son to be with you and in your heart and think upon Him. You know what I tell people now? Listen, when you got out of time, pray to God in the name of Jesus. When you got out of time, read your Bible. Learn of God. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to in our hearts and our lives desire to be just like Him. That's what Scriptures teach. Galatians 2.16, Paul said this, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works, this is the truth of the matter, okay? Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith, by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. Not by works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. We are indwelled with the Spirit of Christ. Yes. 
but we're so saturated with the world. Bring glory to God by loving the Lord Jesus Christ. All else falls in place. Paul said, I do not, in verse 21, Galatians 2, 21, I do not, I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead and dead in vain. Y'all going to think I'm a heretic. I went to a synagogue. I didn't go to service. I went to see how pretty it was. And then I went. I've been to Catholic churches, okay? I went to a big old Catholic church. They don't have truth, do they? None of them do. They don't have the truth. they got idols sitting everywhere. I like architecture, by the way. That's why I went. Beautiful. They're, they're sharp. They're sharp at that. I've never seen such in all my life. It means nothing. Notre Dame burnt down. So what? <gasps> it's wood, hay, and stubble. I think Joseph mentioned that about churches burning down. Especially false churches. Galatians 3.11 says, But that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. No man. I care if it's a pope or a Jewish whatever rabbi or whatever. I don't care if it's a Baptist who thinks he's going to help somebody get to heaven. He's not going to heaven because the Holy Spirit of God didn't place Christ in his heart. Amen. I want to love him more. That's not a show. It's not a game. We come here weekend after weekend and Wednesday nights and the preachers are up here preaching the Word of God. Listen, be moved. Ask God to move you. And he will if you mean it. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4, if you will turn there. It's about learning about God. That's what church is about. It's about learning about our blessed Savior and what He did on Calvary, how He is with us. I had a young man tell me one time, he said, you know, you're the same all the time. And I told him, we were talking about the Lord, and I said, well, boy, I sure hope I ain't the only Christ you ever see, but that's where they see Him. In us. It's like Joseph said, and I'm not adding anything to that. We dwell in Him, but He dwells in us. He first loved me. I hated Him. I despised Him. I wasn't righteous. I was dirty, rotten. Dave Carrier used to say putrid. See, I can't even say it. 
Ephesians 2, 4 said, this is, this is God's revelation. But God, who is rich in mercy for His great love, wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead in sins, He hath quickened us. Guess what that means? He made us alive. Quickened us together with Christ by grace. Are ye saved? All the books... That, 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 that the Apostle Paul was part of, talks about the grace of God. I had a, two people at my church look at me one day and said, you take that grace thing too far. Hmm. I'm telling you, if you're here lost tonight, I'm telling you how to be saved. You better cry out to God. That's the way it happens. You cry out to God as the Philippian jailer did. You cry out to Him and tell Him, Father, be merciful to me, a sinner. And if God sees fit by His mercy and love and grace, and if you're saved here, you know what I'm talking about. He'll save you. He will. Whosoever will means those that know and believe that they're going to die and go to hell. Have you ever thought of it like that? There's a lot of people saying, well, I did this and I called on God and I believe. A lot of people say they believe in God, but they don't know Christ. They don't believe in God. You can't know one without the other. And Christ, Ephesians 2, 6, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Listen, the day that you were saved... You started, think of this, you started eternity. I never hear a preacher say that. But you started eternity. Your life will never end, spiritually speaking. Your place is set. We believe in eternal security here. We believe salvation is all of grace, don't we? Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Ephesians 2, 7, it says, We see the experience here that in the ages to come you might show the exceedingly riches of His grace. There's that word again that some people say, Oh, don't you shouldn't preach about grace. They don't understand it. They don't want to understand it. They don't want to know who Christ is. They want to live their life the way they're living it. In the depths of sin. Even when we were dead, uh, I'm sorry, Back down to verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God. Ephesians 2, 9 says, Not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians 2, 10. Guess what we all are? You didn't get saved by mistake. You got saved because God made you a workman. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them.
I'm about done. Our salvation is all the omnipotent working of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. God took, God sent, and He gave the Lord Jesus Christ His only Son to save us. What we are, by the grace of God, we owe entirely to Him. Amen.